All right. Welcome back to another edition of Mormon Expression. I'm your host, John Larson, and we're here in studio with a fabulous studio audience, a studio audience of no, all stars. they're not an audience. Okay. <laughs> they're participants. Obviously, Zilpha is here. Hi, Zilpha. Hello. I, I'm reminded again of those first days when you said to me, eh, I'll come on if I think it's working. <laughs> I didn't say if I thought it was working. I said if I was interested. Same thing. Same dismissive tone. not too tone. tired. But luckily, I have a lot more energy these days. Yeah, and we were on the East Coast then, so we used to have to record late. Yep. And now we just make our East Coast people record late. We're evil. Yeah. So this is part two of a three-part series of the um, sort of... End of days. Um, it's not the end of days because we're we're not we're not we're no no one's dying, right? Just it's my heart like a, a nap. little bit. It's like Mormon Expression is going to take a little nap for a few yeah weeks. Yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> is that okay, only, guys? Only a few weeks. It's a hibernation of sort. <laughs> yes. So, um, in in studio we have um the the world famous now Heather. Hi, Heather. Hello. I I Heather. I still remember the first time you came in here and sat across me weeping. Oh, on well, that wasn't the first time I was here. That was the first time I was here. To, oh. It was conference. Yes. It was a conference episode. That was the third time I'd been here. Oh, well, you'd come just to watch, right? I came to watch, listen in on the 100th episode, oh. and you asked me a question, so I was on that episode. Was and, that, was it, were you nervous? Yes. <laughs> and then um, I was part of the uh, Church Handbook of Instructions, where we looked at the changes, mm -hmm. and I sat at Dee's restaurant on 7th East and 21st South for an entire Saturday from like nine in the morning until four o'clock in the afternoon, reading through the different changes and writing a ton of notes. I was so- You were well prepared. I, I remember that. I really wanted to do well and impress you guys. Oh, I think it worked. <laughs> well, you're still here, so. <laughs> Your time investment paid off and now you get to give more and more and more. Behi yeah. Behind you is Amy. Hi, Amy. Welcome back. Hi, guys. And Amy, Amy has actually been on stage. So, so have you, Heather. I've yeah. dragged you both mm -hmm. on the yep. stage. Yes. Um, Amy was in uh, pre-existence. Heather was in the uh, fight songs. Fight songs for dummies. Yep. And um, online, I think you're still there. Just about ready to pop. <laughs> is yep. Lindsay? Hi, Lindsay. Hello. Lindsay, 38 weeks, right? Yep, and so if I go into labor right now, I'm ditching y'all, but... <laughs> Lindsay... You have permission. For, for those who haven't met Lindsay, she's the cutest, petite little thing. <laughs> she looks like she swallowed a bowling ball <laughs> or a basketball. Like uh, Probably a basketball by now. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's it's like two basketballs, but there's only one baby in there. And it's just a, it's just a cute little girl, hopefully. I mean, that's what you were told, right? Little girl. So far... So far, <laughs> did you just did you just spill the beans I don't to know. the entire I? known world? Zilfa. No, no, no. There, it's it's not a secret. I just I'm I'm a really paranoid person. It could be anything when it comes out. <laughs> it could be an alligator. Well, thanks for thanks for in the trial of your tribulation. Thanks for joining us um, through the airwaves. It's that pioneer spirit. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should just drop them in the rice fields and keep working. Maybe that's a different kind of pioneer. I don't know. <laughs> Leave me on the trail to die. <laughs> <laughs> Women to the right, men to the left. I remember that much. <laughs> All right. And um, and um, we have also Manuel. Manuel, have you ever been on Mormon Expression? 
Uh, all I did was just to play the drums in the. Manuel was our yeah. drummer for for, <laughs> for our live songs. our live show, and he that's was all awesome. Done, yeah. That was kick Thank ass. You. When when are we getting the band back together? It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been practicing my tambourine. I'm I'm sort of like <laughs> Linda McCartney. I'm ready to go well up there. So, man, Manuel, you don't have anything else pithy to say? Um, we'll, we'll come. We'll come back. To, we'll come right. back to you. I'll, I'll think I'll have my my time. All right. And, and and lastly, we have Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi, John. Um, Jen, I I had an email saying that you were the best interviewer we've ever had. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and then more expression voices as well. Yeah, Thanks, um, Jen interviewed her husband Ted. What episode was it, Heather? Uh, recently, yeah. I cannot remember the number. <laughs> A few weeks ago, and yeah. even Mike Tannehill was. Um, wooed by her sexy voice yeah i was really pleased actually with mike tannehill's uh, compliment yeah that made, that made my day <laughs> if you can you can impress the tannehill then you then you have exactly. it made yeah uh, all right um we've brought um we'll go around the room again and explain why, why everybody's here but we, we're sort of doing a, a a retrospective now one thing we've tried to do in the podcast is every so often we did what we called feedback episodes and our our aim was to be as transparent as possible in terms of our thinking and, and what we were doing and i mean obviously we're not a professional show um i, I was recently just like most of our feedback we get from the the general public is positive, but we do get negative feedback. And I was recently interacting with a guy who was, well, there were several guys who were sort of criticizing us, and and one said it's a it's a lousy show. There are things that do, that are a lot better. And so the other person said, well, what what ones are a lot better? And he said, well, this American Life. <laughs> well, um, this American Life has a budget probably of twelve million dollars a year, has ten professional producers, and you know is is the flagship of PRI. Public Radio International. I should hope they're doing better because we're sitting in my living room right now. Um, you know, so so we we have always done it on a shoestring. Um, you know, we've always done it with, with volunteer effort. We've we've fit it, fit it into the nooks and crannies of our of our lives. That's why we tend to record late Sunday night. It's the time when most things aren't going on. And I don't. I, I I guess I'm not trying to make excuses, but I am. I mean, that's that that we ain't competing you with this American life. No, we're not professionally trained, and we sort of learn by by trial and error. And it's been a it's been a fun a fun ride doing so. And we we've never really positioned ourselves or thought of ourselves as sort of a historical journal or a matter of record or or anything like that. And um, the panels really are. Fairly impromptu. I know I don't prepare. <laughs> well, that's, oh, that's you not, do. I but 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 we don't we don't have purser script in here usually because I've always strived to get that that sort of live interaction of people reacting to each other. It's a it's a record of conversations and dialogue having to do with Mormonism, an ongoing dialogue of all things Mormon. Right. There was a recent episode we put up and some people criticized it because there were a couple of little minor details that, that were stated incorrectly, but we never know where it's going to go and you can't be prepared for every single avenue. And we have never said anything, but it's recorded very impromptly. The editing we do is very lightweight. Um, we don't go back and edit for, oh, I said this wrong and I'm going to fix that. We've Have we ever re-recorded anything to... It seems like we did once. We actually re-recorded a, a section. I don't. I don't. Remember. If we did, it was way, way, way early. If I'm the editor, it ain't nothing coming out of that thing. I don't <laughs> even beep the swear words anymore. So, because um, Zilpha's got a potty mouth. 
<laughs> Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 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 anyway, I mean, it, it it is what it is, and it's 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 been a really fun and exciting journey. And Heather can tell you that the first directive that I've always given everybody to participate on is number one: it needs to be. Entertaining. Intr- oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> you were going to say interesting. I was going to say interesting, but actually, I the thing that came to mind was you have to disagree with me. Like, oh yeah, you John let, does say that. Yeah, if if people are are too wimpy to say, I don't think you're right, then you didn't think it would work. Right, right, right yeah, and that that as Zilpha and I sort of became stronger, the voice of Mormon expression, which we we didn't really set out to do it that way. It just sort of fell into that. Um, it became harder because not that people don't disagree with us, but you became celebrities. Well, and we became intimidating. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, you're sitting in my. It's like the bishop's desk. You know, yeah. he owns that space, right? <laughs> you know, you, you, he. There's a reason he's sitting behind the desk, and you're sitting on the little folding chair out there. <laughs> and you know, the same sort of thing happens in here, I guess. But we oh, give them the crappy chairs that fall backwards. <laughs> if, if you if you want to see my eyes light up, come in here and start. There's one time I'm I'm so proud of little Brant. He got so he got really mad at me, and I got so excited. <laughs> it was the the happiest day of my podcasting life. Did you just call him little Brant? Because that's not he's kind of a beefy dude, isn't he? Yeah, he's probably gonna kick your ass after that one. <laughs> yeah, bring it on. He, you know, I tried to give him a hug, and he gave me a bro half hug. He like cut me off. <laughs> Like yeah. a reach around, kind yeah, of. Yeah, he, he kind of like positioned himself, and I, I was wondering if he was just doing an awkward Mormon thing. Then later he dropped this thing. Maybe someday he'll give me a full hug. So it was, it was intentional. <laughs> it was, it was. He was intentionally blocking my hug. He, but he I won't, give, he won't accept hugs from apostates. But I think he gives, he gives Zilf a full on hug. Ooh. Well, of course he did. Hmm. Wait, I'm gonna have to think about this a little bit more. Something's going on here. <laughs> notice brant we we know what you're up to <laughs> i need to ask him how his vacation from church is going all right um so mormon expression grew and um there, there, there came a point we actually hung mormon expression had expenses so from the first day i i think i think i basically um and 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 I, I I really I really enjoyed everybody we started the podcast with, but I I think I was a little bit more enthusiastic about it than everybody else was, and the reason I say that is because I wrote all the checks in the in the beginning, and well, I think and you did almost all the footwork too to get everything all set up. I mean, yeah, all the footwork. Yeah, I, I mean, I had no idea. I never run WordPress or a podcast or iTunes or any of that stuff. So I so I went out and I I just I graduated from I graduated from graduate school. We'd moved out to North Carolina, so I had actually budgeted time. I'm a, I'm a, my my master's degree is, a, is an MBA. It's a, I'm a business major, so I went and I, I set, I set out my plan. I knew exactly what needed to be done, and I set timelines. So so I, I didn't want it to fail. So I, I set it up sort of like you would set up a business. Sorry, that's a beer burp. Um, <laughs> and and so I, I knew what I needed to get done to you know to, to to go to go live. And I committed to everybody. We we started meeting in May and we went live in June. And I committed to everybody that we would produce content through to December. That that I would stick with it at least that long. Um. So so you know we 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 cranked up and from day one or, or very closely thereafter we hung out a a, a shingle. I think um, I invested probably about a thousand fifteen hundred dollars into the project that first summer between you know equipment and you know we had some challenges because Zilpha was participating and so there's some technological challenges if you're going to record off of Skype 
and with have somebody in the studio. So I had to immediately cha- um, answer th- those challenges. Um, but but so there's always been an element of money, and people will come in and criticize us for for money, and I understand it. I'm I came out of the same church the rest of y'all did, and I understand the need for for transparency. Um, but there is also this anarchist bent, um, I think out there of, they don't want any, any money spent for, for anything. And some, somebody who knows better <laughs> was criticizing us not too long ago, three or four months ago and said, it was fun until it became about money. And, uh, my answer is fuck off. It was always about money for me, um, <laughs> because I was writing the checks, you know, so it's, it's, it's easy to come and say, oh yeah, when you made it about money, what they're saying is when you kept paying for it yourself and that didn't make, fun. didn't make any noise, then it was, then it was fun, <laughs> you know, um, but, but we have never, um, really sought to monetize it in a, in a, in a high avenue, meaning, um, we we wanted to do things. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, and be able to pay the bills and grow it and reach as many people who we thought would 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 benefit from it or enjoy it. But beyond that, um, you know, we 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 were never. I, I never had dreamed of quitting my day job. But no. there, there are expenses. You know, like we have a beefed up internet connection here. You know, and and there there and you know we pay for that every month more than we would now. I mean, there's a certain pornographic benefit that comes from that as a side. <laughs> As a sideline, but but other than that, you know, so so that we spend more time on our cell phone than, than we would normally. So there, there's these these costs that you're you're absorbing um, um, all the time that 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 we we now pay. Um, um, you know, currently we pay for the and 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 not a lot of money based cover expenses. That as the director of of, of Whitefields, um, I am the director of, of Voices, the executive director. So so there is there is money going to to people, but it, it's not a lot. Um, our operational budget, and 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 by the time you hear this, well, maybe not. But <laughs> the, I'm working with our accountant right now to get out our first quarter and second quarter statements. So if you go to WhitefieldsEducational.org um, in in the near future, you'll be able to see our quarterly statements, see our what's coming in and and, wh- and where it's going out. Um, and and really, our budget is a few thousand dollars a, a month. It's it's not it's not tons and tons of money. Um. Um, and you know we we want to continue that because there's there's things that we want to do with them with the, with the money, so so Mormon expression, I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking a lot so you can chime in over me, um, Mormon expression, so so grew out of this this just desire to talk about things and I I know I've said this before we started in 2009, I just finished graduate school, um, that. Mormon stories had been a, a big podcast, but it had gone on hiatus. So there, there wasn't really much out there. And and the two, the two podcasts from a, the Mormon front that were most inspiring to me were Mormon stories, and um, the Church is Not True podcast, Mike Norton's podcast. Um, and I think they did about eleven episodes because I I really enjoyed that format. I, l- I enjoyed listening to podcasts. I, I still do to some degree or, or the other. And I, just to me, there was something missing uh, at the time. And there were limitations of both of them. You know, I had the advantage to be able to listen to both of them and say, these are things I liked and these things I didn't like. And then we we started ours up to, to fill that space. What's interesting is we were always just a bunch of yahoos sitting around in our living room. We never had any pretense to say, we're the next voices of Mormon studies. And we still don't. Or we're some kind of prophet or we have guidance. I'm, I'm actually amazed to this day that I might write something and it'll the the reaction is disproportionate to 
who I am in, in my opinion. And, and, you know, because we're just jerks with microphones, you know, um, and, and the internet makes hey, that speak possible. speak for yourself, John. Well, there's at least two of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, um, John, it's like the wise kids on the internet always say, haters gonna hate. <laughs> yeah. Mormons gonna mourn. Right. And I've, I've always said to people, you know, Mormon expression is not for everybody. There's a particular, just like any radio show is not for every, every, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of talk or, um, interview shows on TV. Any and they, kind of entertainment, which is what right. Mormon expression is, is entertainment. But yeah, yeah, basically. And, and I think we want to get information out there. But it's it'd be infotainment to coin right, a phrase. Right. So um, so I, I I think you know that that's what that's what we strive for. But it I think what it really did more than anything um, for people, based on the feedback I've received over the years, is it helped people feel normal, less crazy. Right? I don't think personally that there are people who walked into something like Mormon expression with a strong, solid testimony of the restored gospel. And then walked out the other side with it in shambles. I mean, it could happen, but I think what generally happened is people were already in crisis, were already going through these sort of things. And I think any one of us out there, be it the ex-Mormon Foundation with their conference, be it Mormon Expression, be it Mormon Stories, if there's a tendency for, I think there might be a tendency for us to think we're much too influential, we, we, we are helpful and we're doing a good service, I think. But I think if any of us weren't there, the, the folks would go elsewhere. The, mm-hmm. the church the church is its own worst enemy. The church is creating more apostates than anybody else could do. But so what I think that Mormon expression did, did and does is because of the way we approach it, and we do it in a way without wringing our hands, with that, when we do it with some chuckles and we do it with some pointing out and saying, isn't this silly? Weren't we all silly to, to believe this? Isn't it still fun? Aren't we all still broken? Aren't we all still in the same boat? I think it helps people realize that I'm not insane because I think we all went through a phase when we felt like that saying, why am I putting myself through this? Mm-hmm. Why why can't I just get with the program? Everybody else is fine with, with this, so why am I not? Yeah, I completely agree. I started listening to Mormon podcasts when I was... I had already, I was already in the middle of a faith crisis. And what Mormon Expression more than any other podcast did for me was give me, I, I'd be standing at the bus stop saying, yes, damn it. That is exactly right. You know, like it, it, it kind of, as Amy has said, um, about what a podcast, what people want from a podcast is they want what they are thinking themselves expressed back to them so that they, so that they, I don't, it's like, they feel validated. Con- yeah, they feel validated for the concerns they're having. I mean, I remember sitting at work and I sit out in the open in front of everybody and having to go run down the road because I was like going to cry, going to have a mental breakdown, you know what I mean? And having an having something I could just put in my headphones and and feel like there are others out there who understand the frustrations I'm having was immensely helpful. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of letters that that's speak to a similar experience from a lot of people yeah mm-hmm. catharsis is and i think one of the great things about mormon expression one the humor part of it but mm-hmm. there, there's no sugarcoating mm-hmm. none of us are trying to say anything softly and there's no but there at the same time there's no hate like there, it's right. not like vitriolic it is what it is yeah yeah because i um if i'm making fun which i, I try not to do but i do anyway if i'm making fun of believers or people who are halfway in halfway out it's because I was one of you. I was one. I was one. I can, 
you know, I, I, I feel like I'm at the AA meeting, you know, I'm, I'm in the same boat. So it's, it's me and I feel ownership for all those strange thoughts. I can empathize with that. I think sometimes the apologists and believers forget about that because we're turncoats. They forget that we really are cut from the same material and, and we remember what it was like. And, you know, for me, I think people should leave the church um, because I think they'll be better off after they do. Paps Blue Ribbon. I don't know. <laughs> it's I'm the not... hipster revenge right now. <laughs> but... It's fighting you. <laughs> I, I came to to find Mormon expression because it was like, Zilfa took I, it away for the me. historical aspect, I like you covered historical topics. Uh-huh. Like getting history from like that hot teacher, like... Ooh, John. <laughs> yeah, she's talking about Zilfa. But... <laughs> Well, I mean, that you guys are fun. It was fun and it wasn't boring. Mormons, we take ourselves so seriously and I get tired of it. And we're boring and we're emotional and everything has to be this testimony fest. And Mormon expression, we could just laugh about things like polygamy. That's hilarious. Let's laugh at it. <laughs> Flaming sword is hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely. Now up podcasts can be fun and silly too. they should be unless they're not right you right know. I mean. and it's you know it's then that's what that's what good comedy is um and i'm not saying we're good comedy but good comedy always pushes the edge a little bit and helps us reanalyze things that might be painful i once one time I was, this is years ago i was on a bulletin board it wasn't even dealing with mormonism but there were some people on there like why are we always fighting about stuff matter of fact i'll tell you what it was it was a re it was a medieval reenactment society <laughs> and they're like why on the bulletin boards like a larping type of thing the sca uh, please larpers are all about foam <laughs> foam and latex <laughs> um that's a it's a part of my life that i have not wanted to talk about publicly so far but yes i was a member of the sca for a while and i dragged zilpha in yeah, am i am i am i telling was, you the truth you know if i ever showed love towards john that was probably this you know, it was fun. You know, you loved the it. most obvious showing of it. All right, so, so this was we were we were young. We didn't have kids, and it was something to do in Logan. But um, the the but the the reason we were always fighting on the bulletin boards is that's the only thing there is to do on bulletin boards, right? That's you you can't just agree with each other. Hey, isn't May Day cool? Yeah, I agree. May's the best time of the year. May Day's the best time of May. Yeah, you guys are right. I mean, it just just doesn't work. And that's one of the reasons church is so boring, right? Because you can't, all you can do is agree. Yep, chapter two. You know, you can't can't say anything. And it just doesn't work for a conversation. It's not funny. So, um, anyway. You know what is funny? What? Book of Abraham. The Book of Abraham. (laughs) Kidding. I thought you were going to say, you know what's funny? My water just broke. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we do, for those who haven't been into Studio Fist in Your Face, we do have the Book of Abraham facsimiles on the wall. Yep, in in colorful glory. Yeah. And they're very serious and we don't laugh about them. Um, uh, Side story, I, I, I had those before we left the church, or right when we were leaving the church. And I had them hanging on the wall in the living room, in, the, in our main front room. And none of you have ever, were ever in our house in Layton. Um, and they were, because every day I could remind, I could look up at facsimile number three, um, uh, where it says, it has in, in Egyptian written above their heads. What's um, going on and who they are. And you can read, <laughs> you can read the um, 
Translation. The translation, and the translation is wrong. There's no way around it. We can read what it says above their head. We can read the translation. We, it, we can't read Egyptian, but plenty of people can. Yeah, Egyptian can be read. Nowadays. And if you want a smoking gun, that's it. It's facsimile number three. Joseph Smith said, this says X, and it says Y. There's no way around that. And I had it in my living room to, to, to remind myself, why am I putting myself through this? And I could look at that every day and say, that's why. It's not true. That facsimile is, is not true. Whether the church is true or not is another discussion, but facsimile three translation <laughs> is not true, right? Oh. He was translating as a man. <laughs> oh, yes. You as come over do. to John Larson's house and he breaks your heart bit yes. by bit. Uh, but but breaks your heart. But I replace it with something better. Marshmallow Papst, fluff. <laughs> I have vinyl on my walls. Okay, <laughs> when people come over to my house, they get a they get an uplifting quote. They don't get their testimony shattered into pieces. But if I remember right, the vinyl on your walls are, is good. Like middle of the road pop psychology. It's not just like families are forever. Or am I misremembering it? Wait. I've, I'm in transition. <laughs> they started out one way, and pretty soon they'll be like Led Zeppelin quotes or something. We should do a study that shows the degeneration of female testimony through vinyl wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next Sunstone article. Somebody could be the keynote next year. Luckily, my wife was never into that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. She's not a cutesy, you know, loving that kind of stuff. And so we always kind of made fun of the one that says, all because two people fell in love. Uh-huh. So after we adopted our son... It's kind of mean, but we said we wanted to put a big uh, a vinyl that said, all because two people got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I could hang that. <laughs> Coming to your next desert book. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Mormon expression, as, as Ilf and I have been on our journey, and, and really what, what happened, because um, uh, there's been a lot of talk about our, our journey. We, 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 I know we said this before, but we went to church the last time in 2005, and by that time, our testimony was non-existent. We were just trying to go to church culturally. We were trying to make it work. It was part of our heritage. It had been non-existent that. for a good year and a half to two years. We, I remember when my son was born, and he was born in October 2003, we were full on in the middle of a flaming crisis. Yeah. Um, so, so you can count it out from there. And it was, I think it was October, 2005, two years later when, when it was the last, last time we went. So, so we tried to make it, I mean, on, we tried every possible way. Wait, I had to go till 2006. Yeah. You kept going. I had to go so I could finish my BYU degree. You, you know, you let this out. They might try to pull your degree back. They from can't you. do that. I've got it. It's secure. Um, but in, in, in Zilpha's defense, because well, she was doing BYU independent study, right? And you had to keep an ecclesiastical endorsement. And yep. the last bishop you went to, you said, I, "I don't believe this anymore." I said, "I don't." And he said, "Well, then why do you want to go to BYU?" I said, "Well, because I'm almost done, and I don't want to have to re, you know, start over somewhere else." And he said, eh, "All right, I'll sign it." <laughs> yeah, he was a nice guy. And almost all of our bishops, and we've had very little. But negative we were still doing our callings. We were still paying our tithing. I just simply didn't believe. Yeah, and he he called me, and he never called you in. In sort of that pseudo sexist thing, you know, um, but he was very cordial, and we had a good conversation, and twice, and then he just sort of patted me on the ass and sent me out the door, and, <laughs> and that was that was the end of it. And then we moved out of that ward two or three years later, but we never had any any problem with him. No. Um, so well, so so we we were when we first were having that crisis. I was talking about when my son was born. We were up we were up in Logan area. 
we we were, we really just felt alone alone because what happens to a lot of people is you'll start withdrawing from your church your church relationships will stop being culturally fulfilling. or mentally fulfilling and you'll realize oftentimes like a lot of mormons do that mormonism sort of takes all your time and you don't have a social network outside of that and so more than anything during that period we just felt isolated and so so we had kind of worked through... And I happened to have two little babies oh, that yeah. didn't help the isolation factor with me staying at home in a box with two little babies. Absolutely. Anyway, that's a side note. Um, so we had sort of worked through a, a lot of that stuff. And then when we were living in Leighton in 2006 or 2007, we started working with Diane Ormond... Um, um, there was something in Utah called the Community After Leaving Mormonism. It's, it's still sort of around. It's still sort of the shell organization that helps do picnics and stuff. And we sort of sponsored the group up in North Davis County. We had weekly, monthly meetings at the library. We'd have speakers come in. We'd have 30 or 40 people there. We we'd even do, had child care going. We'd do we picnics. picnics. We had child care. And so 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 we, we got involved in that sort of stuff before we moved out to North Carolina in 2008. When we started the podcast in 2009, we were really sort of done with the church but as we talked about before we we both zilf and i had an ongoing interest in mormon culture and well not so much culture maybe a little bit just the well, weirdness and how it had changed over time but doctrine culture. and stuff we were collecting books then and still reading a lot of them yeah You're and the history like mormon sociologists yeah and just all of, everything mormon became much more interesting than it ever had been at any other point in our lives because we were seeing it from a different perspective and suddenly everything everything was laid bare and everything made sense. <laughs> yeah. For the first time. But so, so it, it was it was it was a hobby for us. It was, it was sort of interesting, but emotionally we were really out of it. Now, for every Mormon, I I compare more I don't think we were emotionally out of it well, for a long time. And I still have a tweak of pain when I think of, you know, it's like a it's like a divorce from from an abusive spouse that you that you still have some love for. Yeah, I like, don't That's a very hard thing to do to to just, you know, to get rid of somebody because they're bad for you even though you you love parts of them. And I, you were with them for a long time. Uh, I think the the abusive spouse metaphor is a good one, uh, but I I really think cuz I've looked around the world, the best explanation for people to leave the church as older adults, if you leave when you're like 20 or 21, I think you can kind of move on and start a whole new life. But that's not always the case because the religion infuses all of our upbringing from the time we're very little. And it, 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 it depending it on how seriously you took it and how serious your family took it, it's something you can never fully recover from. And I look at it more, ex-Mormons are sort of like um, addicts who are recovering. Um, and uh, the probably the best example is like nicotine addicts. Because you can talk to people who smoked a lot for a long, a lot of years, then quit. They say, you know, I haven't had a cigarette in 30 years, but there's not a day goes by that I don't crave one. And sometimes those cravings are, are really strong. What tends to happen with addicts who recover is there'll be these spikes. And sometimes they slip up during one of those spikes. But over time, it gets better incrementally. And because Mormonism is so, it's like a brain tumor, you know, to keep mixing my metaphors. <laughs> You know, the, some of those are inoperable. They can treat them, but they can't, without killing you, they can't go and pull it out. And that Mormonism is all through all of our connections in our brain, and it cannot be extracted out of there. And the pain, and just it, it, just it can, this day, last day or so, you've been ar I'm arguing with your brother. We don't oh need to go into gosh. details, but so 
the the point is you can't you can't really fully escape. But when we got back into the podcast, it was a matter of interest. But it, it sort of brought back some of these old things. It, it's 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 sort of a little bit like keeping a, a wound open. And the hardest part emotionally was not really our dealing with it, but we vicariously, um, because we are who we are, we're accessible. Sometimes if you're you're alone and you have discovered this podcast, it's the only thing out there. We've received literally hundreds if not a thousand emails from people, you know, in various shades of depression, divorce, you know, we've taken phone calls all hours of the day and night from people, you know, you get an email from somebody saying I'm at the end of my rope, whatever. And you send them your cell phone number and you spend an hour on the phone with them. And it, and it, and, and that sort of stuff takes its toll. Zilf and I were talking yesterday um, because people, they see the, um, glory of it they see the oh well everybody knows your name and you're popular or whatever but it's sort of like being a social worker and have you seen any social worker that gets like invigorated by their job and and it's not that we don't want to help we do we do want to help but it can be sort of draining um it, it's it's hard to watch the church f- up so many people's lives and just to see it over and over and over again yes but let's Let's move into something more positive now. Okay, so so the, the po- <laughs> but the podcast has been a has, has been been a blast and all that. But there comes a point, my, you know. My point is, we were sort of emotionally done with the church before. It's it's sort of artificially uh, around, but eventually your interests kind of wane a little bit. And to well, do it weekly it took I, a lot of time. Yeah, I feel like um, when we have to invest so much time and effort and mental energy into it. There comes a point when it's probably not healthy anymore to keep to keep that amount of of um, focus right. on something that that you've left. <laughs> and and the, so, the way most things are in life, they either can grow or shrink. I mean, that's the way most businesses are. A lot of just things are either getting better or they're or they're going downhill. And so, as Mormon expression grows, um, it takes more effort to 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 keep to keep it up, to keep it, to keep it running. So there's a business side to it. And that's why, um, given a lot of these things, um, protecting ourselves financially from the pursuit of, from lawsuits, um, the church has never come after us legally, but they've gone after other people in public ways for less than what we've done before. So we did eventually incorporate, um, and we finished that up this, this year. So Um, it was last well, last year we incorporated as a nonprofit in Utah, and we filed for federal nonprofit status, which came through in January or February. Um, I think it was fully done, like in March or April of this year. So, what Mormon Expression incorporated under the the company Whitefields Educational Foundation, which is a five hundred one c three nonprofit. All so that's the umbrella organization. That's the company that owns. Mormon right. expression. Yeah, Mormon expression. Um, and and there is a board of directors. Um, we have PhDs and lawyers and and all sorts of smarty pants on the on the board of directors. Plus me, I mean. Plus Zilpha. Sorry, guys. Um, and and um, that the the goal really for Whitefield was take the the energy we have the the, the approach we talked about with Mormon expression, and try to say what what other good can we do in the world how else can we meet this without we with with doing things that are, that are unique um and and the way i sum it up my elevator statement is whitefields is about accurate information about the church be it positive negative indifferent 
We're, we're, we're not about trying to get people out of the church. We're not trying to get people in the church. My personal feeling is, of course, people should leave the church, and the information speaks for itself. So um, from my personal bias, which is not necessarily shared by Whitefields, is that if you give them accurate information, you don't have to dress it up in evangelical bullshit, then people <laughs> will look at it and realize it is what it is. So I think that Whitefield's neutrality on on the issue of of the the, the churches, well, it, I I think Whitefield wants information accurate. So it wouldn't be neutral on whether the church is true or not. It's neutral on facts. It just wants it just wants the the, the facts out there. Yeah. So it, it's expanded now. We've got more than just Mormon expression going on. Um, last. So so before we let, I mean let's let's be clear. So Mormon expression, the main podcast is not dying and it's oh, still right. we said that last I know, I know but I want, I want to be clear cuz I still get questions about this there's still confusion and every every month every week we get new listeners who find it and can listen through the backlog of of podcasts and those are not going anywhere but it does take money and effort to keep those up there and and you know that we 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 push through 8 or 9 terabytes of data a month now and you know that has to be funded and maintained and you know and I the website has issues now and then people have to go in and straighten it out and right i'm i'm the director of this company but i'm also basically tech support and i spend <laughs> a lot of time fixing this little thing over here and helping out well, with this little thing and doing this little thing so right and the mormon expression blogs um they're they've been coming and going you know people post as they right. as they uh as they come up with stuff and that will continue mormon expression um episodes will continue to come out as john and i feel like doing them basically we're thinking probably probably once every month or two yeah um the and the main thing is just the production cycle of doing it weekly um we don't have the time it's it's, mixed with interest to keep that it's too draining on our souls but zilpha zilpha (laughs) is heading up the um the one of the projects we've had three four videos now um yeah i think three or four well i put out um Mormons say some things are not okay. That's a video on Mormon Express, the Mormon Express YouTube channel. And then Brigham Young Said So is another one that I did. And then we also had um, Bob Hyden. Bob did a video of the Master's Resignation um, that we put up because there is a because that is something going on in Mormonism, not because Whitefield's funded or had anything to do with the mass resignation, but um, I thought our audience would be interested in that. So that's up there. And a couple other things, a promo video that Bob did of um, for Mormon Expression. The, and there the, will be more things coming on the Mormon Expression. The Preexistence for Dummies is oh, up there. Oh, right, that's on there. Yeah. So, so we do have a channel. It's under Mormon Express. We didn't have enough characters, apparently. Their <laughs> database is limited. No, like I, I think I had set one up before with Mormon Expression and forgot the password. Oh, okay. So, so, so if you search Mormon, if you search for Mormon Expression on YouTube, you'll find it, or you search Mormon Express. So, Zilpha is you're, you'll be continuing to yep, spearhead I'm doing. Continue to direct that aspect. And so, you, did you? When I was looking at YouTube and stuff, did you do a call for volunteers for that one? Um. No, but if if you have an idea for a video or you want to spearhead a video that you think would be appropriate for the Mormon Express channel, give me a um a PM or or contact mail at mormonexpression.com and yep. I will uh 
I'll be happy to have your help. Okay, so I, I, I don't want to do. Th- I want to do these sort of in random order, and and Lindsay might her water might break any second <laughs> now. So Lindsay, are you still are you still there? Do we put you to sleep? I no no. I'm on the clock. I'm good. All right. So Lindsay is an all star herself, and you've been blogging at Feminist Mormon Housewives for quite some time. Correct. And you guys get a lot of traffic, and you get a lot of press. I, I see you guys picked up. Like you're you're in a lot of Rolodexes, it seems. Yeah, people like talking to us. I think we uh, we're a contradiction in of terms. <laughs> so everybody hates us and everybody loves us at the same time. Yeah, and and I think you're 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 safe. It it, it might be because of your plumbing. You seem a little less aggressive. <laughs> John. Wait a minute. Wait. I'm, <laughs> oh, Wait a- I'm just wanting the, all the feminists to get mad at me. That's all. Um, he just wanted to wake you up, but but maybe he means my literal plumbing, like in my sink over there. That <laughs> <laughs> could be true. So, um, feminist Mormon housewives is still its own independent thing. You guys are still out there doing doing your thing, and we didn't want to interfere with that at all. But one of our goals of like I've talked about is to say, okay, where are where's our expertise? What do we do well as Whitefields Education, and what can we use the funds that we've achieved to? promote the, the the better good so so we came together with you folks and so what Whitefields does is, is sponsors the um, feminist Mormon Housewives podcast and um, confirm will if me if you will um, we do not exercise any editorial control over your content is that right that is correct we let no man rule over <laughs> us <laughs> so so Lindsay ex- explain to us what the, the podcast is about. Well, um, it's called Feminist Mormon Housewives Podcast dot org. What an it's awful right. name! Who came up with that? No, couldn't I'm you come so up with a? It was my that was that was what I did. It wasn't John. John gave me an option, and we ran a few a few by, but we wanted you know people to recognize us, and I think that they will, but they might get tired of typing it in the URL. <laughs> so. So we're a podcast. We want to start discussing women's issues, particularly women's issues in the church. And we're really excited about that. I think uh, I think some Mormon Expression listeners find our approach problematic. And uh, to that, I give you a big F you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't. We welcome everybody. In fact, <laughs> we- we were just talking earlier before we started recording about uh, being man-hating feminists, and we actually have a lot of men on the show because men are feminists too. And if and I don't know if you know this, but John Larson is a pretty big flaming feminist, whether he that is true label That's true. or not. You know, right, I, so he totally yeah. brought me out of my fe- my um, misogynistic shell. I mean, I I was more of a misogynist than he was when we met. When I was a BYU student, I joined the feminist club of wow. my own free will. To meet women. Hey. Hey, now. <laughs> You're so sneaky, John Larson. <laughs> no, no, I, no, maybe. I mean, I, I, I don't know. But I, I did. I actually, I actually joined it. Yeah, we but. we say this all the time: misogyny, and patriarchy. It's not men versus women. It is a system that we all participate in, and sometimes women are really, really 
bad at it and worse at it than than men are. So and very complacent. Our purpose is to kind of educate people on the issues because you know when I started going through my own kind of disaffection, I guess. It wasn't over feminist issues at all. I was so entrenched in the patriarchal structure of things. I had problems with historical stuff. So I kind of got a feminist education. And I'm still, like, recognizing my own privilege in the church and or lack of privilege in the church and in society and that kind of thing. And and so that's what we kind of invite people to do. We're going to have – we have a lot of uh, feminist, like, 101 – series to kind of explain the issues and we go into a lot of feminist theory which have plenty of critics so if you want to be a critic come over and be a critic and a bunch of angry feminists will bite your head off (laughs) but at least you can learn about the issues so that you can be an educated critic yeah yeah and we actually really like lively discourse um we i'm kidding about biting your head off hopefully we try to keep (laughs) things pretty Pretty, what's what's the word I want? Friendly. But um, so we just want to bring everybody in who's curious about these issues. And and our goal at Feminist Mormon Housewives is a place to be feminist and faithful. But more with this podcast, I think we want to get women's issues out there. We want to educate people. We're really interested in helping the the current young children and girls in the church probably have a better future than we did. So now, now you have an interesting mix. You you, you do the panel format. Um, uh, what would you say roughly the percentage of critics to faithful or at least church attending um, uh, p- participants are? That's a good question. I know that when I first came on to Feminist Warren House, I it was a it it was a lot more faithful. I I would say in general. Um, maybe I brought that down down a little bit, but uh. We have, I think we have a good mix and we try to coexist pretty well. We have some people that, um, we have a lot of actually what you would call apostates or people that have left the church, but we also have this really interesting group of people that have never been Mormon that mm-hmm. are really interested in Mormon feminism. And then we have a lot of people that are still active. In fact, those that blog at Feminist Mormon Housewives, there's, it's probably half and half who attend and who don't. It's it's a it's a really great mix of being deferential but challenging. I mean, I think you guys really get that balance right. And you know, one of the things, one of the feedback that we get quite a bit is, "Hey, I love Mormon expression, and I wish my spouse would listen to it, but it's a little bit too raw for them." And I I think this this is a is a podcast that I think can open the dialogue and share a a, a little bit better than Mormon expression does on that discussion between. Um, Mormons and critics and and all that kind of stuff. And if you're one of those dudes who's in, in the church, but you know your wife will have nothing to do with with um, any sort of criticism, all a Mormon expression. This might be something that that she would be willing to listen to. And I do. I don't mean to say this is for the the women. I I do actually feel quite strongly about feminist issues, and I do think that that this is stuff that we all need to be concerned about. And and it's. It's fun. And to the to that and to I mean we don't just have like a faith faith spectrum there. We have like a feminism spectrum. So we have like you know people that identify as feminists but are against gay rights and then we have people that are like the radical uh you know anti-marriage feminists. Like we have the whole spectrum. And I think that's kind of fun too. 
And and I read recently that the more matriarchal a society is, the more sex everybody gets. So that's what we need to convert to. People, listen up. <laughs> so Over. the more you have women in charge, the more everybody gets a little. All right. Um, who? Let's see. Jen. So uh, we 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 have some interesting projects and some that have a longer runway, but they're projects that I really believe in for a lot of reasons. They, on, on the surface, they might not be as sexy or accessible, but one of them I is. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is probably. I don't want to single everybody else out, but Jen, I think you're my favorite. <laughs> Thanks, um, John. The the this is the Mormon Audio Library at mormonaudiolibrary.org. Um, and we patterned this after the world in which we used to. No, we patterned <laughs> it after the um, the the organization out there called LibriVox. Yeah, yeah, it's it mirrors that uh, concept. So LibriVox is basically there's all these books, and I think the cutoff year right now is 1923, 1920. About that, about is it? 70 it's years. seventy years or so. Yeah. So it's a little bit yeah. later than that. But all, all all the books fall into the public domain after that point. And what LibriVox is a way to provide audiobooks for books that have fallen into the public domain by having individuals, volunteers, record. So you can go get um, the Sherlock Holmes books, and you can download them for free from LibriVox or, or any, anything out there be, that's mm-hmm. before that date that they've recorded. Sometimes they're a little bit more amateurish than if you'd buy it from Random House or whatever, but it gets, it gets the job done. Um, and likewise... Most of the most interesting things that have been written about Mormonism have all fallen into the public domain. So, you know, we looked at, you know, where are our strengths and, and where are our weaknesses as a company and, and saying, what, how can we help out on this front? And we have the setup, we have the know-how, we have the ability to do recording. And so our idea is to try to get as many of these books to the public as, as possible. Sure. And I think that, um, in addition to books, um, there are other uh, documents and things that people have, have expressed interest in reading uh, and listening to. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be documents and literature um, about all things Mormon. Um, so we are currently accepting volunteers to read uh, because there's a lot of material out there. I've had our initial volunteers start um, on Journal of Discourses. And um, what I thought would be somewhat boring listening to uh, some of the ones that we're editing right now, it's actually uh, much more amusing than I had planned. So a lot of the older stuff that was coming out of the uh, um, the mouths of, of the men, uh, the leaders of the church, is, is really hilarious. Some of it's offensive, and uh, but it's it's neat to listen to what our ancestors were listening to. And, 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 we're, we're and not, then what it morphed into is, is quite interesting as well. So well, We're not editing at all. Uh, because, like, if you go watch Bugs Bunny cartoons now, and you get the ones from the store, they're like unedited, right? And they were racist when they were we racist. when and we saw them. But they're really is smoking racist. cigars. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're not editing the documents, but we yeah, we're not editing any content. No. Um, Just so, cleaning up stumbles. Yeah, stuff. Right. Up because stumbles. it's volunteer readers. We also yeah. could probably use some volunteer editors, right? Yeah. At this point, um, I haven't had enough volunteer readers to need more than a couple <laughs> of editors. It overwhelming. But, uh, but uh, hopefully, after everyone out there hears this and and uh, realizes how exciting reading Journal of Discourses is and other Mormon books, then it's, we'll need more editors. It's as well. fun. So you can do it theatrically too. 
Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you don't have to some just that, be like, some that have been bravado. submitted or, yeah. hey, I, yeah. here I am standing up on the stand. Yeah. But your, your voice will be immortalized. Um, and I, this, this project is 100% completely without bias. That's what's wonderful. It's, um, for, for believers and non-believers alike, um, it's, it's interesting and, and the stuff, it's all primary source material that, that, um, you know, what makes us who we are as modern Mormons, modern ex-Mormons. So it's, it's a good project. Yeah. And it's um, great for our listeners because our listeners listen to audio, you know, stuff on audio. Yeah, so I absolutely would not read the Journal of Discourses cover to cover, even though it's on the shelf. Um, but but being able to listen to it at work has, has been good. So, yep. And, and there are a lot of people like when I worked in a nursing home, there was a woman who had sort of gone blind over time and she just listened to audiobooks all the time. And there's a lot of people with, you know, visual impairments that this project will be a service yeah. to also. I'd like to say that um, hopefully by the time you guys are listening to this, that there will be material up on the site. There's nothing there now, but but we're in the process of editing. We have, we have quite a few submissions, so we should get some up in and the what's next couple the, weeks. what's the site name? So it's mormonaudiolibrary.org. And you can volunteer using that site. You can contact me. Yep. Awesome. And and um, we do give leverage to if you're committed and there's a book that you want to read. If you don't want to read Journal of Discourse, then, then absolutely, I'm open to suggestions of which many people have their favorites that they'd like to read, and I can I can verify whether or not it's in the public domain. And and in the future, um, as it grows, we'll likely, like John and I have discussed, um, contact publishers, maybe read some things that aren't in the public domain if we get permission. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's on that the, would be the ideal. that's on the the docket. So you know, just another sort of thing we're investigating doing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's the Mormon Audio Library. This microphone's got passed to Manuel. Yeah. Now I have to. <laughs> I have to say, Manuel, I'm just assuming that you're doing a good job because I don't speak Spanish. Right. Now, now, Man Man Manuel is the um, epitome of a great volunteer because he contacted us and we said, "Yeah, that sounds cool." We'll get with you next week. And then he went and did the next thing. And then we said, okay, good. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> then we'll get with you next week. And then he went and did the next thing and, 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 and on. And he got forward. it all up, all on his own. He's he's already recorded uh, four. Five. So five it's, episodes. It's obviously a project you believe in. So Now, what is this project? <laughs> well, we are doing a, a podcast in Spanish, of course. And I kind of got inspired by the top ten that you guys used to do or do. And it's mostly like historic aspects of Mormonism that are not very well known. And I'm doing it because, you know, I grew up in South America and until I went on my mission, I never read anything besides a, a church manual. It was nothing. Right. There's very, very little material that gets translated by the church department. Right. And, and you go to the distribution center, there's a temple there in, in Buenos Aires, and we, we will go there. And there's a distribution center, and that's the only place where you can buy Mormon stuff in, in the whole country. And and it was just the scriptures and like two Mormon tabernacle choir CDs, and that was it. <laughs> right. It really it's sort of like being a missionary permanently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the CRT ranks, you know, cheap. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so when I went on my mission, I that was the first time that I found out there was something else. Like somebody had passed me a... A couple of talks that apparently some institute CS guy uh, translated a couple of talks and he hand wrote, 
hand-wrote, and this is before you know, computers were affordable back down there. Really nice handwriting with pictures and stuff, and, and it was two talks. One, it was on Columbus, how he was inspired by God, you know, to come to America. And uh, the other one was Skousen's talk on the atonement. I didn't know it was Skousen. It didn't have a title or anything. And then my friend lost him. And then I read that, and it was different, you know. And I was blown away. I'm like, wow, there's something else, you know. People can actually think, come up with stuff of their own. Because the manuals are so milk toast. Oh, they're very dry. I mean, Mormonism itself has a lot of interesting parts, but you won't find them in the manuals. They're just... Well, I was so excited when the first, you know, teachings of the prophets came out, the Brigham Young. Mm -hmm. I was so excited. I'm like, finally, some meat, you know. And it was just the same stuff. Right. All the same. And so... I was looking for that kind of stuff because I, now I knew it existed, and I just couldn't find anything. And so I moved here, and I didn't know that you could actually go to DI and find really good, interesting stuff. So I will go to Desert Books, and uh, I will buy books of essays, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so boring. And, <clears throat> and so actually listening to you guys' podcast was the first time that I actually found some really interesting, you know, history and and there's something else and you, you recommend books and then I, I started reading the signature books and and so I, I i found a whole world out there and and now i'm so excited about it that i want to share it except that there's still nothing in spanish or other languages and you look online and all you found is like either critics that are like these evangelicals you know who hate the church and they will criticize the church because we believe in god different than they do it's, it's nothing really meaty or mm-hmm. interesting there either or the the friendly stuff that is just how to make you know cards for visiting teaching <laughs> that's one that i saw today i'm like really <laughs> so i want to i want to show this interesting meaty obscure stuff that everybody can you know learn from and uh, and so we're translating like crazy and we have the podcast but we also have the blog so we are putting all our material in the blog if somebody doesn't want to listen or can't Oh wow! They can actually read it, and and the podcast is weekly. We have five already, five episodes. It's about half an hour each. Uh, my friend Joel and I were doing it, so we could use some help, definitely. And and it's hard to find help because, like you said, we can't give it somebody to edit it because it's all in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the help we need is translated. So a lot of people feel intimidated. Like, well, my Spanish is not good enough, so I can't read. Really do it so that's the, the the biggest help that we could receive right now so you need spanish speaker volunteers right so I, ideally we have neg- native speakers but people who have a really strong well spanish background you could probably use uh, joel he's you know he's not a hispanic he's actually his second language is portuguese and he learned spanish afterwards and he's helping and you know he feels intimidated sometimes because of his Spanish is like, you start the show because if they hear me talking, they're going to go away. <laughs> but he actually gets his points across better than me because, you know, his meaning is very clear to the point. And so if somebody feels intimidated because of that, don't. Including people who want to be in the, in the, in the panel, we would love to have somebody else. People don't get bored of, t- of us too. That would be great. Yeah, I, I'm really pleased with the work you've been doing on that and super impressed and like john said i don't i don't i don't speak spanish either so <laughs> i have a hard time you know saying this is a great podcast right. but knowing you and the effort that you've put into it i'm sure that it's it's great and i can tell you it's the best you know independent 
Spanish speaking Mormon podcast out there. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, we definitely need more help and, and there's tons of Mormon Spanish speakers. Tons. I mean, oh, yeah. and, and, you know, like I say, they're starved for, for, for information as a, as just an act of mercy. <laughs> right. And, and that was actually like, like my point, like Lisa was saying, you know, like try to inform people. Um, and that's what we want to do. We try to keep it neutral. Like both Joe and I were kind of like out, but we try to keep it as neutral as we can. You know, we we play. We both play good cop, bad cop. It's kind of uh-huh. funny, but I will I will apologize the point of view and then rip it apart. You know, but that's all we have. So right, right. <laughs> that's what we have to do. And, um, we have a website. It's pesquisasformonas.com. Let me spell it for you. It's a uh, p e s q u i s a s m o r M-O-N-A-S dot com. It's kind of long, but hopefully we can link it. Yeah, we have links up there. And they also have a Facebook We have a Facebook group. We're in iTunes. So we're out there. And And share share it with your friends if you have anybody that you know who is. Oh, definitely. You know, somebody in the the group, I posted the idea on the group before we started, and somebody said, that would be a great idea because now my wife can actually listen to this kind of stuff that I've been listening to for all these years. Yeah, or maybe um, somebody you converted on your mission that you want, <laughs> you feel bad about. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, and, the, and one more thing, something yeah. that I would like, you know, help with. It's a little bumper song. If somebody, you know, any musician out there wants to record it, so you'd like Latin it sounding hymn that would be awesome. Okay, and you can do whatever. Cool. So yeah, we need to help our Lemonite um, brothers and sisters <laughs> out with the. With this podcast, <laughs> uh, excellent. Right. So, so, just for us gringos, what what does it mean in English? Um, well, pesquisas actually means increase, and Joel came up with the idea. And I think because he's more into government work, pesquisas is inquiries, but it's more like a, a police inquiry, like the Spanish Inquisition. Oh. You're interrogated, sort of thing. right? That's what, I'm, that, by the police, uh, that's, that's what I'm call you guys from now on. That's your code name, <laughs> the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> that's good. All right, excellent. All right. Well, that um, so that leads us to um, Mormon expression and its um, heir apparent. I don't get a chance to talk. Oh, voices! How can we forget voices? I, I the, re- the reason I forget is because a lot of these other projects are new, but voices has been going since October. For your November, you're, First you're week coming of up November. on your 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 anniversary, mm-hmm. and it's it's going like gangbusters, and it's it's fulfilling a need. Um, a little bit on the, the 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 background to it. One of the things we've done in Mormon Express, and if you listen to the whole library, is we were always trying out new new ideas, to, trying different things, and and you know one of them we did was the personal interview, but um, it's not something that I felt really strong at, and um, I I personally enjoyed doing the topical ones more, but I felt strongly that it was a, a need, so it wasn't. The, 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 really the only motivation in doing the, the second podcast was looking saying, there's so many stories and so many varieties that need to be told. And it touches people in a way that the historical information doesn't. So we looked and said, okay, if we're going to sort of g- g- branch one of these and, and be able to do more, what, what makes the most sense? And, and, and that's why we went with, um, with, with, um, the Mormon expression voices. Yeah. And Heather. Yeah. Has, has been working her ass off. I gave it to you as a calling, didn't I? 
Yes. I called you yes, into the bishop's office. You did. You you sent me an email and said, when you get a chance, could you give me a call? And fear, just oh. fear, what have I done? <laughs> and you asked me if I would do it. And to be honest, when I accepted the calling, I was a little unsure of it. Why are you laughing? I just to hear anyone at this point in our lives say accept the calling. calling it just I'm, makes me ex Mormons to do things. You have to give them callings. Yeah. So I was a little unsure of it. I quite like to hear myself speak. And so I love the panel discussion. But I thought I'll do it. I mean, I wanted some experience on actually running a podcast. And I knew that one of the reasons you probably asked me is because you knew I would follow through on it. So I went ahead and accepted it. And I tell you what, I, I'm very, Amy's sending me text messages all the time. Do you need help editing anything? And I'm like, no. The, it's like my baby. baby. Yeah, it, yeah it, it, it took, very protective. It of took it me now. a long time to get beyond that. that mm-hmm. That's a tough one. And if you I listen, love it now, if though. you listen to other people to, in all sorts of creative endeavors, be they stand up comics or or painting artists mm-hmm. or whatever, it is it is hard to work collaboratively on something artistic. Yeah. Something that you put a lot of yeah. of yeah. yourself into. Yeah, I've but I've definitely grown to love it, and. Um, I really enjoy interviewing people. And so it's going to stick around? I mean, I told you yes. you can quit whenever you want. It's sticking around for now. I mean, I have no intention of of resigning from the position. Or Are you running out of stories? Not yet. I am. I every once in a while feel like I am, but then there's always stuff there. So that we might run out of stories, but it's not in the near future. So, and I kind of, I've had several discussions with people about what voices should be. And since I'm the director, I've decided that while I want people to listen and find it entertaining, I mostly view it as an opportunity for people to share their story. So I'm very leery of um, saying you're not popular enough or your story might not be interesting enough. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to turn anybody away. I want everybody to feel like if they, if they have something inside them that says I need to share my story or I believe that there's somebody in the community who would benefit from hearing about the struggle that I went through. I want them to have that opportunity. So I think it's been largely successful to up to this point. I don't think I've released any stink bombs or anything. So No, it's I think it's been great. The feedback that I've gotten has been has been wonderful and we get a lot of downloads and, and that sort of thing. So I think it's 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 filling its its need and and it goes to that original thing that with the podcast that connection that a lot of people feel to it when they're all alone and to hear those personal stories that can approach it um from all sorts of different views where you know um i i definitely can't reach a a, a lot of those people but but if we can bring people together and share that story that's that's wonderful i think it also serves a purpose for people who aren't in that or or who are sensitive to that angry phase of disaffection Uh uh-huh like I was saying, I was standing on the bus corner and saying out loud, yes, damn it, that's right. That's exactly what I think. Some people kind of are sensitive to that in the beginning, and they can still get that same kind of affirmation as to the same people are having the same kinds of problems with the church, but in a more gentle way. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. So, And, and that, that is available at mormonexpression.com slash voices, mm-hmm. um, and it's just right right where it's happily been you're yes. you're available on iTunes and all, all that sort of thing. Yes. But I should say though that when we pick up this new project, the Joni Loves Chachi of Mormon Expression, <laughs> um voices will be going to a bi-weekly schedule. 
So the so you're going to be alternating every other week between right. voices and the, the expositor. Project. That's right. So let's talk about the expositor a little bit. Um, I think you guys have promos out now. We've released one of three. And you should be available in iTunes either shortly or shortly. It's, <laughs> it's either already been done, which I don't think is the case, or it's on its way. Okay. Um, so... So back when we when we first started exploring the idea of, of leaving the podcast, we knew there was there was a lot of talent. It's not just Zilf and I, obviously. There's a lot of talented people involved, and there's a lot of stories still to be told and things to be explored. And it was a it was a really tough decision for us. And um, the 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 one of the the discussions that we had internally several times over the span of a couple months is what exactly do we do. And the fear was if we, if Zilf and I just walked away from Mormon expression or appeared to disappear, um, that a lot of it has been associated with us and our personalities. So we, we wanted to make something that'd be successful in transition because I think one of the weaknesses actually of the podcast has been that, um, I'm too much of a loudmouth, right? I, I dominate too much of that discussion, and I'm not for everybody, and there's a lot of great opinions that aren't mine, right? Um, but, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I want to overly agree with that statement, but um, you said, because we are going away. We're not going away. That's another reason why, why instead of handing off Mormon expression to uh, a new director and a new panel and all and all of that stuff is that we John and I want to still be able to come in and produce content as we see fit with Mormon expression so we needed to keep that open and and it, I mean honestly it's John's baby right I mean it's sort I, of like it it it's gonna just stay out there and and continue to be active, but just not as active. Right, right. And I and people people get get confused that uh, I learned early on that I owned everything that went out on Mormon expression. As a matter of fact, unfortunately, I tend to own everything that goes out on Mormon stories too, because <laughs> people talk to me about the podcast that I did on Mormon stories for Mormon expression. <laughs> so so there's a lot of confusion out there, and and that can be both good and bad for both you guys and for me. So what we wanted to do was try to make a clean break so that you guys were actually free to explore new approaches that, that when I have strong editorial control may not have surfaced to the top. And, um, maybe you guys will, you're fully free to disagree with this, but I said, I want you guys to figure out the way you want to do it. And then we'll, let's come talk about it. But I didn't, give you much direction in terms of telling you how to go about it no you haven't had a you haven't been a heavy hand in anything that we've been putting together um i think going back to why we're starting a new podcast instead of just staying with mormon expression if you go look at any podcast that john's not on there's at least one comment saying the podcast is just never as good when John's not on. And so we would constantly... You mean the ones from my avatars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we would never have... We, we would have been fighting that, if, if not constantly, for a good while. Right. And also, um, it's so, so associated with you that um, you're always going to have a natural desire to want to make sure that you like what's going out on it. Right. So I thought... When you when actually when Amy and I found out this was happening, I was over at her house for one of our meetings that we have, and we were getting settled and only half listening. One of those meetings you have, like the coven. What I mean, what? <laughs> no, the, the, 
one of the production meetings. Oh, okay, okay. All right. yeah. And Amy and I were getting settled and we were only half listening. And Amy said, wait, did did I just hear John say what I thought we, we he heard? You know? And so I, from that point forward, for a couple of days, I thought, can I just walk away and just let that... Not that obviously Mormon Expression is going to keep releasing every once in a while, but it, it'll kind of, if it's not we- released on a regular basis, then it leaves a... A, a huge void. Uh, yeah. So um, we're basically continuing with a, not exactly the same format, but basically the same format. There's not going to be a John Larson, Larson of our podcast. It's going to be many different hosts. Well, right now we have, there's seven of us right now. Or six, depending on what Richard decides to do. But so it won't, there won't be a centralized voice. And so it might be that um, people like some hosts and not others or some series and not others. And that's totally fine. But we're hoping, we're hoping to kind of broaden the, the, the voice of it by having multiple people contributing their own episode type stuff. Can you give us a like a foretaste of some of the things you've got on the on the table in your plans? Yes, ma'am. Um, That's the wrong one. If you want to look at the schedule, I was going to look at these because oh, okay. those are... I saw that you were endorsed oh, yeah. by Ezra Taft Benson and yes. ETB is on our team, by the yes. way. Uh, things that we've got scheduled out, and we've got a loose schedule right now, working in, out until December. And like Heather mentioned with voices will be rotating every other week. So Mormon Expositor will air and then voices will air. Um, but we've got topics. We're going to do a 101 series, which will kind of be like the dummy series. Um, we'd like to do a sex series, which talks about sex and sexuality and how it relates to Mormonism or being in Mormonism and coming out of Mormonism. I think it's got six episodes slated maybe. Um, We've got a Who Is series, which is like a biography channel type series, and just go in and and talk about some well-known or not well-known people uh, in church history or significant people that um, have had an impact on church history. And then just some basic informational type podcasts. We've got things, for instance, the church and the ERA. We'll go through and talk about that. loose versus tight translation theories. Uh, one that we actually have scheduled is the Antichrist of the Book of Mormon. <laughs> all right. We're, we're super about excited about that because actually... Nehor and Korhor and all those guys. Yeah, I heard about that all weekend <laughs> at my parents' house. Um, so we, we want to keep the things that were successful in Mormon expression alive with the Mormon Expositor and, you know... Give somewhat, give everyone a little taste of what they liked about Mormon expression that can keep them as a listener for Mormon Expositor. Okay, so the URL is mormonexpositor.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, once again, you'll be a link out there from, from, all, from all that. And um, I think maybe the first episode or two will run parallel in the feed while people get their iTunes feed set, set mm-hmm. up. But, um, but um, I, I think this is exciting. I mean, I know all the people who are, are on, and they're all um, extremely intelligent and thoughtful folks. And and you'll still be continuing the cycle of bringing on different voices and different panels and, and all that kind of stuff. Because um, I, I, and I, I say rhetorically, I, I know you guys are doing that, you know, because people have criticized Mormon Expression and say, oh, well, you don't have a panel of PhDs. 
First of all, PhDs are not that great to listen to. But secondly, um, I, I, I have enjoyed the fact that we bring on different perspectives and people who have lived it or looked at it from different views who may not necessarily have you know, written their thesis in it. And I, I think it's been a strength to, to hear about Mormon expression from all sorts of point of view. Because you can accuse us of a lot of things, but you can't accuse us of being inauthentic when it comes to Mormonism because we've all been there and stuck our finger in the dike. And not in a good way. Um, and just to piggyback on that, instead of the Joni loves Chachi of Mormon expression, I really want to be the sister wife of Mormon expression. So stick your finger in the dike. <laughs> well, I'm all hot and bothered. All right. Well, um, you know, I think we've we've gone on quite some time. But what I, what I want everybody to understand is that the the, the heart and soul of of what Mormon expression was. I think grew into something that that can provide more of the same value and and reach more people, and um, you know help examine this experience, this this amazing thing. I've said this over and over again to people that that most religions are born in the distant past, but here we have a real authentic um, religion, a faith system that was born in the age of print and in the age of audio, and that's just fascinating to be where where we are. And if you look 170 years into like Catholicism or Buddhism or, or something, they hadn't even come into their own yet. Um, and that we can see that birth and analyze it and tear it apart and put it back together is, is so fascinating. But, um, you know, we are a business like any other business and we rely on contributions from listeners. And um, I, I think it would be a mistake on... Uh, People move on, and I understand that, and it might have been something that's valuable to you at one time, but now your your dollars are going some other place. That's fine, but um, I, there's still value to be provided, and we're still looking for There's other projects we don't have any time to talk about tonight. They're still in their infancy. Maybe for non-disclosure elements, I can't talk about them, or they're still just early, but there is some exciting stuff on, on, the, on the horizon, and I, I would just say, for those who have thought Mormon Expression have value enough to subscribe... I would say consider keeping that that up because that that's what's funded all of these projects that we've talked about because there is there is startup cost in, in in all these things. And and I would say that if you're if you're listening to audiobooks on the Mormon Audio Library, donate through through that site so that we can know where the money's coming from. If you listen to more Amy. What? <laughs> that is not a microphone stand. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my view is blocked. It, I don't know. I, it fit nicely. You out. You're just jealous. <laughs> I am jealous. I can't. I don't think I could pull that off. <laughs> um, Mormon Expression Voices has been um, just linked to the Mormon Expression payment um, button, but we're going to fix that. So if you really enjoy Mormon Expression Voices, you need to um, donate through there to let us know that. Um, the Mormon Expositor, when it comes out, the same thing. And Pesquisas Mormonas. <laughs> Olé. Was, was that right? You can correct her if she's S- wrong. Same thing with that. Oh, and we forgot to mention one other important project is the Mormon Wiki, which is called Mormon Archive. Oh, yes, the Mormon Archive. MormonArchive.org. Yep. Right? Um, check that out, and if you're interested in, in contributing to that to that wiki, which is a kind of a um, conglo- collaborative effort... Um, it's a it's a basically an encyclopedia of Mormon doctrine, but it has all of the source quotes. That's the that's the vision. Yeah. So that yeah. people can find every quote that was ever said on 
Adam God or every quote that was ever said about baptism or whatever it is. So if you're interested in helping out with that, we could use quite a few more hands with that project. Yep. All right. And the work moves forward. Well, I think we've beat everybody down. Um, and <laughs> Put so, your shoulders to the wheel. And then look forward to um, our next episode, Zilfa. We have our essays coming out, I think, next week or in two weeks. Yep. The essay contest. It'll be very exciting. There's like 14 or so yep. entries. So th- those are always really fun. And then the last essay, or the last uh, the last entry for a little bit, will be Zilfa and I's personal reflection on and war stories from our three years. Aren't we going to do that while we're up at the camp out? Um, we're looking at recording that live at the campout. We'll we will see. We will attempt that. Um, so, as always, the discussion continues on Mormon expression. Uh, make sure to check out uh, whitefieldseducational.org for links to all the projects we talked about here. And, um, you know, please feel free to contact Zilpha and I at john at mormonexpression.com or Zilpha at mormonexpression.com. Do you ever I, check I, that? No, you do mail. Mail. Mail at Mormon Expression. Yeah, M-A-I-L. Yes. <laughs> All right. Not, well, as opposed to fee, no. Lindsay and everybody else, thanks for coming down. Oh right, and, and the feminist Mormon. Sorry, I forgot yours on the plug to donate. Yep, absolutely. All right, thanks everybody. Bye. Good night. Good night. Hang in there, Lindsay.